Good morning. Good evening. Good night. And welcome back to, to the, the Get, Get Up, Up podcast. podcast. We back. Yes, sir. Naturally. All right. So <laughs> this is um, what episode is this? All right, no, we're not gonna do this. Hey, bro, we are not doing this accent. Hey, bro, not in this pod, brother. This is pod episode number nine. 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 Can you not? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> right, I'm a, feeling good, y'all. Yeah, I'm. I'm. We're a little sick, but hey. just just a little bit. A little bit. You know, Jamaica was an English colony. Yes, bro. I'm glad you knew that. So, you know, somewhere in me is a little like British man. That just like <laughs> a, a little British man. Yeah, he just like pops up from time right. to time. All right, so this is pod number nine. Yes, it's beautiful. We made it, y'all. It can't stop us. Can't stop us. So I'll say I'm feeling good because. It's my vacation. I'm about to take a break for a whole week. And it feels good. Yes, sir. I'm happy. Um, like I said, we're a little under the weather, but it is what it is. We still can talk. So That's a fact. That was good. It is all the time. So today, um, I don't know. I was kind of just thinking about last night what we should talk about. Yeah, and we were talking about like in the last pods. Oh, Codes of the Kingdom, and that episode got corrupted. Oh my God, I don't remember. And it got deleted, and there's nothing we could do about it. And then I felt like a prompting when I was taking a shower to do it again. We're going to kill Codes of the Kingdom again. Yes, Kingdom, kingdom codes. codes. Let's get it. Yeah. So we're gonna talk about everything. Everything. Obviously, everything we can we can talk about in a in a certain time frame. Yes, but um, but let's go for this ride though. Yeah, cause all right, let me just give the the preface. So essentially, there was one morning I was like reading through Proverbs, and the Lord was kind of showing to me. So we all will say that God is a God of if. Well, He's a God of if and then. He's a guy that alpha and omega. Yes, he is. He's beginning and the end. He's the author and the finisher, but he's also a God of if and then. Yeah. So with that is there are certain conditions that if we follow the promises of what he said, a given result will happen. So like, I don't know. There's different people that like this. Honestly, this is like a good topic because it's an open one. Like, let's say, because some people think that we live in a matrix. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and I mean, to an extent, you're not wrong, you know? Because a matrix yeah. is just a environment. Yeah. And, yeah, we live in a world that God created. And God has made everything in order. So yeah. there is systems in it. So with that, yeah, some people think and look at life like zeros and ones and Oh, it's binary and yeah, whatever. There are codes though. God has, it does say in his word that he formed the earth. It's founded on his wisdom. And what is his wisdom? Well, first the wisdom is the fear of the Lord. Yeah. Which means we have to acknowledge that God created it all. 
Um, but with that, I'm like, okay, if, if the earth is founded on his wisdom, then I need to, if I want to understand this world that I live in, it would be best for me to see what God has to say about it. He set out the rules. So did you want to add anything real quick? Okay. Let you cook right now. Yes, sir. So I want to read through this scripture. It's Proverbs 3, right? And we're going to spend just some time in this scripture, probably the whole pod. So to Proverbs 3. Yeah. This code, this is where it hit me. It says, Proverbs 3, verse 5, it says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek his will in all you do, and he will show you which path to take. All right, I just need you to... You're, you're on what, NLT? Yeah, this is NLT. So now in the King James, it says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean not on your own understanding. Mm-hmm. In all your ways, acknowledge him, mm. and he shall direct your path. So what did we say the first thing was? The fear of the Lord. And the earth, the earth was founded on the wisdom, the wisdom. of God. Yeah. And wisdom begins with the yeah. fear of the Lord. Your first step yeah. is acknowledging God in all your ways. Yeah. Right. That even ties back to what we were just talking about last pod. You cannot do it. It's a beautiful thing. You can't do it alone. You can't. You were never meant to do it, and you never will be able to do it. It's impossible for you. So let's lean on him, and let's look to him. The next thing is in um, verse 7 says, Don't be impressed with your own wisdom. Instead, fear the Lord and turn away from evil. Then you will have healing for your body and strength for your bones. In verse 9, it says, honor the Lord with your wealth and with the best part of everything you produce. Then he will fill your barns with grain and your vats will overflow with good and wine. If you honor the Lord with your wealth and with the best part of everything you produce, then he will fill your barns with grains and he will your vats will overflow with good wine. I'm just reading these three verses right here because there's clear set conditions. So maybe if you've never noticed, God oftentimes will say, do this and this will happen. He makes the game very simple for you. Hence, kingdom codes. So yesterday, Joe was preaching about this, the prodigal, Mm -hmm. the prodigal son. And it really hit me when he was explaining what prodigal means. Prodigal is defined actually as something in a state of chaos or disorder. So it's out of alignment. So when we think about the prodigal son, you know, oftentimes in that story, we just think about the son coming back home. Yeah, man, that's one thing, too. Like, I, I know this, probably some of you guys that already knew it, that the word prodigal is not a good thing. Um, But we also, you know, I, I had to realize, okay, you know, maybe there's, there's also some people who don't know that. Right. Like they think that the word prodigal, saying the prodigal son was saying, oh, he came back home. 
Right. And a prodigal is someone who comes back home, but that's not what prodigal means. Prodigal means it's one in the state of being out of order. Right. So what he was showing me and that what I came to is that like, all right, so something can be in a prodigal state, which just means it's out of order. It's like yeah. not in alignment. So right. I'm bringing this up because even as I read through some of these, these, these verses, God is actually showing you the code that he wants you to set your line, your life in order. Right. Because when it's out of line, other things happen. So God will give an if and then of if you honor the Lord with your wealth and the best of everything that you have, then he'll fill your barns with um, grains and overflow with with um, with a good wine. But then he'll also say if you're lazy, your your life is leading to destruction. Yeah. <laughs> so. It's the code. Simple. In order. There's a structure. Yeah. Wisdom is a tree of life to those who embrace her and happy are those who hold her tightly. So if I hold on to the wisdom of God, if I acknowledge the Lord in all that I do, in all my ways, then s simply I have life in my hands. Yeah. Mm. This is where I I'm going to just go through well, this. Well, I, hold on. Oh, you're going to read it? Yeah, well, what are you going to read? I was gonna, I wanted to just jump to... Um... To 12 real quick. Well, we can just read 11 and 12 and get there. Yeah, yeah. Have context. So he says, my son, do not despise the chastising, right, of the Lord, mm -hmm. which means the correction. Right. Or nor detest his correction. Right. This, for whom the Lord loves, he corrects. Mm -hmm. Just as a father, the son in whom he delights. Right. Meaning. Just uh, as a father corrects his child. Thing, so a correction and punishment, chastisement, is literally to reorder your steps. Right. It's a restructure. It's it's correcting what was wrong. Right. So now when we jump to 13, it says, happy is the man who finds wisdom. Yeah. And the man who gains understanding. Remember, mm -hmm. if I have to look for something else, because you say, don't lean on your understanding. Meaning, right. I have to, the, 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 my understanding has to lose value mm. and it has to lose priority right. and I have to go look for another one. Right. And the most wise is God. Right. So when I'm gaining the understanding and then 14 says for her proceeds are better than the profits of silver and her gain than fine gold. She's more precious than the rubies. And all the things you may desire cannot compare with her. This is the wisdom he's talking about. Yes. It says for wisdom. This is an NLT. It says for wisdom is more profitable than silver and her wages are better than gold. Wisdom is more precious than rubies. Nothing you desire can compare with her. Wisdom. Nothing you can desire can compare with her. Yep. She offers you a long life in her right hand. And riches and honor in her left. She will guide you down delightful paths. All her ways are satisfying. Wisdom is a tree of life to those who embrace her. Happy are those who hold her tightly. Mm. This, is, this is talking about wisdom. So you need to tell me, hold on. 
You mean to tell me that if I have the fear of the Lord, that is more profitable than silver and gold. Yeah. And the wages and her wages are better than gold. Yeah. What? Look who's writing. Solomon. And when God asked Solomon, what do you want? He said, give me wisdom. Mm. Solomon ended up becoming, he ended up becoming the most rich and wealthiest. And I say those two words exactly like that. Because wealth is different from rich. Right. He was the wealthiest and richest man in the world at that time. Right. And all he asked the Lord for was wisdom. She offers you a long life in her right hand and riches and honor in her left. Lord. Some of y'all, some of y'all think that having money is a bad thing. Having money is against God. It also says in Proverbs that money answers all things. Hey y'all. The love for money is the root of all evil, not money. But you see how this, this is, there's an alignment. There is a order. Yes. The first thing that you should actually seek is wisdom. Mm-hmm. And the beginning of wisdom is the fear of the Lord. Yes. So if you have the fear of the Lord and you love the wisdom of God, guess what? Wisdom on its own provides you a long life and also carries the riches and honor with it. She will guide you down delightful paths. All her ways are satisfying. What? <clears throat> like. How much more fruitful can it get? In verse 19, this is where it says, By wisdom the Lord founded the earth. By understanding he created the heavens. By his knowledge the deep fountains of the earth burst forth, and the dew settles beneath the night sky. That's great. The whole entire earth, everything that you stand on, the heavens and the sky, is founded on the wisdom of God. Mm. And he's telling you to seek and understand these things. Yeah. To hold this near and tight to you. Seek first the kingdom and all will be added to you. Seek what is the kingdom. So the kingdom of God is the government of God. Right. The kingdom of God is how God does things. Right. How God wants to do things. Right. How God moves in a place. How God makes governs. decisions, how God judges, how God governs. It's the kingdom. And then the Bible says, and his righteousness. But in First John chapter 2, it says that Christ is the righteous one. So he is the righteousness of God. So when it says seek first, meaning first means there's, a, there's an order. There's a first thing to do. When you look for the kingdom... When you're looking for how God governs and you look for Christ, who is the governor of this government, who is the one who actually controls this government, when you look for his way, that is wisdom. When you look for it to do things his way, you are saying that you are acknowledging, meaning the fear of the Lord, his ways are higher than my ways. Right. So it's going back to his way. So when I find his way, which is the kingdom and the righteousness, right. 
I also can walk in wisdom according to the way that things God wants to do things. Right. Even in a system that's broken, I can still use, I can still live in and, and manifest the kingdom, manifest the government through the wisdom I have from the Lord. Because I'm walking in order. I'm not a prodigal. Right. But this is in different facets of life. Some people only think about um, just my spiritual life. Like, yes, your spiritual life is really important because your spiritual life is the foundation of everything. Meaning your faith is the foundation of your life. But Paul literally says, stop. You have to get to a point where you're not just teaching about baby things. He says that you shouldn't be having to teach over and over again about the faith in Christ, faith in God. You le you need to start maturing. Why? Where? How am I going to mature? It's when we start talking about kingdom finance. Right. We start to talk about kingdom literature. We start to talk about kingdom, um, kingdom entertainment. That people don't understand that. Now um, there's there's kingdom um, kingdom psychology. There's kingdom science. Right. These are codes of the kingdom. Why? Because there's an order in the kingdom. So, and people don't live their life in order. So it's almost like God wants me to give to him, everything to him first. Well, read the verse uh, in chapter 3 in Proverbs. What does he say? He says, honor the Lord with your possessions and the first fruits of all your increase, meaning the first, the first thing that you even reap out of anything should be going to God. If you really want to see an overflow in your finances, stop being stingy. It, and it's not even just like, oh, I give my tithe and offering. I, I it's, wanna, it's more than that. I want to even say, change your perspective. You're not being stingy. Like, well, yeah, stop being stingy. Because everything you have is not. It's not even yours. It's not even yours. But when you, again, we have to address identity in this. Like, when we start even talking about kingdom, for me to even get there, that's because I'm talking from a place understanding that, oh, I'm a part of this kingdom. And actually, I am a co-heir with Christ and in this I'm, kingdom. I'm God's son. Yes. I am his son. I'm so his son. the stuff that our inheritance, the things that come with being in part of this kingdom, I get to reap those benefits. Well, yeah, because you're a son. The, the quote I said yesterday was, a son carries his father's name, and the father's name gives him access to the things of the father. Right. So if God is the God of rich, of the gold and silver, and is the God of all the riches of the earth, and he is the king above kings, and I'm his son, meaning the Bible says, what is the, there's a principle in the Bible that says that he will even take from the wicked to bless the righteous. So y'all out there, being wretched, it's coming to me. <laughs> Word. It's going to end up in my hands. But you know why? Yes, talk because about that. Because people, be, they don't know, they don't understand that. The reason why is because first thing first is I fear the Lord. Yeah, right. Yeah. That's the first. My first thing I'm seeking is fearing the Lord. And then I, I also understand that everything in my life is from him. Everything that I walk in is from him. And nothing's mine. But I'm liberated from that. Yeah. There's nothing that that is actually out of reach for me because it all belongs to him. And I'm with him. 
I get to walk in the VIP. I, I get VIP treatment because my dad is God. Like, I'm saying this spiritually, but it's it's a it's a reality. Like, all your needs are met. Right. All your needs are met. Because you're in his house. In my father's house. It's, it's, in my father's house, there's no one who, who lacks bread. In my father's house, there's no one who lacks wine. There's no lack of oil. And here's the, you know what's even beautiful, too? Is how, how God would even... If you decide to partner with God, even partnering with God, you would be able to create something through him. God would create something through you. Meaning he has the flour and the oil. He's just waiting for you to get your hands in so that he can use you to form something new. But it only happens in your father's house. He doesn't, he's not, one of the things that I said before in my message was, um, was the reason why your the reason why your resources run out is because you disconnected yourself from the source. Right. And the source of my strength is him. The source of my finances is him. The source of my increase, the source of my happiness, the source of my joy, my peace, my patience, my love comes from him because he is what I need. Right. That's why when Moses said, and whose name am I going in? He said, I am. I am what? I am who I am. Mm. Cool. Why? Okay. So, when you need me to be your your provider, I am your provider. Right. When you need me to be your healer, I am your healer. When you need me to be your banner, I am your banner. When right. you need me to be your refuge, I am your refuge. And then essentially, when Christ comes, He is Emmanuel, which is God with us, mm. and then He is Jesus the Christ, which is God saves. Is Yeshua means God saves. Right. So. Meaning, when you need me to be your savior, I'll be your savior. I'll be your savior. <coughs> so he is who we need him to. You be. got a friend in me. Oh no, he didn't. Right, but <laughs> that's what it is. So it's but it's recognizing if we don't acknowledge who is God and what is God and what does how does God want to do things? How does He govern? I don't acknowledge that thing, those things. I'm never going to make the right decision. I'm going to be making decisions based on the broken system mm. that we live in. I'm going to say I can't be wealthy because of the broken system. Right. I'm a minority and, you know, I live in this community and, and now I'm basing things off a broken society right. instead of basing it on an eternal kingdom right. that is reigned by an eternal God. Right. Like, logically, right? What you're saying would make sense to a lot of people. Uh, let's say we live in a under-supported um, community. We are minorities. Our families don't have a lot of money. And we don't have any connections with people. Makes sense. Who could teach us these things that, that will show us how to make money. We've never seen any successful business owners in our family we don't know what a functional marriage looks like. We have all these things that are odds against us that the statistics would say, hey, this would not work out for you. It's just real. Like, if you make it out, you're an anomaly. Yeah. Just cool. I mean, 
I would love to be top 10%, but again, it's only 10% of the people. Word. The thing is, we can look at a lot of people and we'll see the people who are getting to it typically are doing it or, or getting money at least are typically doing it in a way that isn't good. Yeah, it's either I'm freaking rich because I sell drugs. I killed somebody to get here. Uh, or I sold my soul to get here. Or I manipulate a lot of people. Yeah, or I manipulate a lot of people. And then, you know, there's the 1% that they're just freaking... Work dogs. Gurus. and. Not, I mean, there's people, they just... Their life is work. Mm-hmm. And that's fine. Like, and I, and this is what I want to clear this up. I am not. We are not trying to tell you. Oh yeah, if you take these steps, you're gonna become a millionaire. This is not what we're talking about. We're talking about how can you have in a finances that is stable because there's nothing in God that's unstable. Right. So if you have unstable finances and you're saying you're a believer, you're living a mediocre Christian life because your finances are in a, a prodigal state. Exactly, and you can't have anything that's in a prodigal state. So you, your soul, your spirit mm-hmm. was, was saved. Yeah. So now it's brought back in order. And maybe even your mind now. You know, portions of your mind are, are thinking differently. Yeah. And you're looking at yourself differently. Mm-hmm. And you have new patience and things in you. But your health is out of line. You're still not taking care of your body. Word. Your finances. It's not, even a, it's not even just about money. It's really anything that's in a prodigal state. Is out of order with God. Exactly. And a simple way to put it back in order is to insert him into everything. Yes. To acknowledge him in all you do. Exactly. If if everything we do is actually can be a form of worship to God. Every single thing that we do can be worship to God. So, again, if I'm... All right, you're at your job, but you're not putting any effort. You just show up to work, and you're not you're wondering why there's there's no fruit, why there's no promotion, why you actually don't even feel satisfied by the thing that you spend some of the most time doing. But in reality, you know, and, and the thing is too, it might not even be something that you enjoy with all your. It's not your passion, but a, a cheat code is hey, if I acknowledge God here. And I lift him up, and I know that me doing this is actually a form of worship to God. It changes the game, because now he's in it. And when when God is in it, it's not just you anymore. I watch in, in Colossians three, verse twenty three. Mm-hmm. It says, "And whatsoever you do, do it heartily." As to the Lord and not to men, knowing that from the Lord you will receive the reward of your inheritance. Right. For you serve the Lord Jesus. The meaning everything. Everything you do, do it for him. Meaning your fi- the way you manage your finances, do it for him. Yes. The way you, you raise your kids, do it for him. The way you manage your ministry, do it for him. The way you work at your job, even if you're working at McDonald's or you're pumping gas or you're like a CEO, do it for him. Do everything with excellence because it's for him. We can't afford to have things in prodigal states because we're not living in the fullness. When you live in a prodigal state, you're not you're no longer in the house and you no longer have access. Right. So this is this is where 
some people might get tripped up. Imagine this. You're in the house. Like, you're at the church. You're you're active. You're actually praying. But you still didn't submit this part of your life to him. Well, then you're, you're, you're visiting his house. <laughs> right. You don't live in his house. Right. You just come over. You just come over once a week. You know, just because you're with him. You know, you might get some stuff. Yeah, you, you experience... Know. You know, like, I, it, you know, I go to my grandma's house, I go to my mom's house, I go to my dad's house. I'm there's, eating. There's always food. Like, I'm going to eat. I'll eat good. You got that one friend who had, he had all the games, he had every console, right. they had all the movies. You go over there, you visit, you're going to get to experience yeah, all I'll, of it. I'll experience it, and they go home. And they'll be like, damn... I wish I could go back to my boy's house. <laughs> Instead of being like, oh, I live here. And when you live somewhere, for example, I might be able to experience some stuff in my in, in, in a friend's house. Yeah. But I don't have access to open certain doors. Mm. But when I have full access to God's house, I can open doors. When I live in his house, I can open doors that a visitor can't open. Right. Like the fridge. <laughs> like the all right, the fridge, right? Or like for example, like let's say there's a bedroom. Let's say there's a there's like, let's say there's a guest room. And you know, there's some people that just they don't like people going in their stuff. Right. For example, I need a towel. Wait, hey um, Miss Jameson? Can I Ms. can I borrow Jameson? a towel? Can I borrow a towel? But if I live in the house, I can just open the door and get the towel. Who's Miss Jameson? I just made up a name, bro. Relax. <laughs> or like or like, for example, when I go, when if I go to a friend's house, if I go to a friend's house, I can't just walk into his mom's room. Right. I gotta knock. I gotta ask for permission. I gotta do this. Even but then, I'm not my, letting you in. If it's in my dad's house, mm. I'm walking in the room. Right. If my dad's watching TV, I can come and just sit next to him. If it's someone else's house, I can't just turn on the, their TV and just start flipping through channels. But. It's when I'm in my father's house. Right. I have the right. Right. Because I have his name. Right. His name is running in my DNA. His blood is in my blood. Mm. So now when we can't take the same thing and we know our heavenly father washed us with his son's blood. Right. Meaning that Christ's blood runs through us now. Mm-hmm. And we carry God. Right. There's actually a study. Did you ever hear that about that they decoded what the, what our DNA actually um, stood for? Break it down. And it's literally about like, it literally says the name of God over and over again. Hold on, what? Yeah, I haven't seen that. They decoded human DNA, and it literally it says God's name. I'm about to see this. Yeah, so just, uh, yeah. I'll, I'll send you the link. If you don't believe me, search for Prophet Google. I'm gonna have to see this. Yahweh. Yah's way. We doing it Yah's way. Mm. He said Prophet Google. Prophet Google. Holy is your name. I don't want to take it in vain. Yep. Yahweh. 
Yahweh, holy is your name. I don't want to take it in vain. So look, you know his name is Yahweh, but they only spell it with four letters. Yeah. This is Y-H-V-H. So um, it's being held in a sulfuric bridge, right? And they're repeating a pattern, and the pattern is 10565. 10565. And when you go to the Hebrew letters, and you also mix it with the Greek and Romance languages, it spells Yahweh. That's crazy. Yeah. As in the human DNA. Yahweh. Yeah. It's the digital code that literally builds you. Is Yahweh. It's literally a code. He literally. And then there's also a cell, like a multi, there's a molecular protein. Yeah. That holds cells together called laminin. It's in the shape of a cross. And it literally holds all cells together. So when the book of Colossians says that all things are held together by him. <laughs> I don't care what nobody says. Some of y'all could be like, oh, it's a coincidence. I, I don't believe it. Wisdom, by wisdom, the Lord founded the earth. Yep. And Christ was crucified before the foundation of the earth. Man. This already happened. There's Man. nothing new under the sun. That's also a Bible. Yeah. So, if God is literally trying to, he's literally telling us that we need to, we need to come back home. In every aspect, your finances need to come back home. Your 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 peace needs to come back home. <laughs> you know, your depression, it's time for you to come back home. Because th- there's a reason why you're depressed and you're anxious, bro. It's because you're not in his house. Mm. You know what wine represents? It represents joy. When mm. I run out of wine, I'm running out of joy. Mm. But in and and if if his blood is the wine and his blood is still flowing. Meaning the joy is never running out. Never. His blood is still warm, still running. But you only get that if you're in the father's house. Yeah. The prodigal son, he came to himself. The Bible says he came to himself and said, wait a minute. And you know what's crazy? He didn't even say, he didn't say, when I was in my dad's house, he didn't say that. He said, I know that the servants don't even struggle like me. He wasn't even, he would, he didn't even understand, he still didn't understand the weight of his identity. Right. Like people, people really, really blow past the story. The prodigal son didn't realize, he still didn't realize the identity he had. He just remembered the benefit. That's why David said, Oh, bless the Lord, oh my soul, and forget not his benefits. Mm. When you remember the benefits of being in his house, you're going to find a way, you're going you're gonna to push yourself to get back home. And when God sees you making the effort to come back home, he will meet you. He will run out and meet you. And when he, the reason why he's running out and meeting you and you're telling him, yo, God, Father, you know, I've sinned against you. I've sinned against heaven. Just make me as one of your servants. He's like, shut up. You're my son. Mm-hmm. Like, you think I'm going to give you that? The servants don't have the access that you have. That's why Jesus told the disciples. He says, I no longer call you servants. Mm. 
Because a servant doesn't know what his master does. Right. So, and now, here's, and there's levels. There's a servant, there's a friend, and there's a son. Right. Friends know some stuff. But a son, a son, a son knows all his father's things. That's why Jesus said, I don't do nothing unless I see my father do it. Hmm. Kingdom code. Kingdom. It's the order. The government. Of how God does stuff. I'm sitting here read. I'm trying to just. I want to drop a couple more. Yeah, dude. Whatever you got. This is funny to me. It's Proverbs 4, verse 7. It says, getting wisdom is the wisest thing you can do. That's a bar. Simple. Getting wisdom <laughs> is, the, is wisest the wisest thing you could do. Yo. And whatever else you do, develop good judgment. Yes. The father says, he says, my father taught me, take my words to heart. Mm. Follow my commands and you will live. I'm just, just saying, guys saying, if you want to live. <laughs> Word. <laughs> You want abundant life? You know what's cool, too? How there's only abundance in this house, too. Period. And when you leave the house, you're, you're, an exclamation. you have no more access to abundance. There's not just enough in this house. It's always more than enough. Exceedingly and abundantly, more than we could ask or even think of. Right. Are the things that God has for us in his glory. Right. Don't envy violent people or copy their ways. Such wicked people are detestable to the Lord, but he offers his friendship to the godly. The Lord curses the house of the wicked, and he blesses the home of the upright. The Lord mocks the mockers, but is gracious to the humble. The wise inherit honor, but fools are put to shame. Now watch this, right? In Psalm 23, uh, 73. Just a couple of verses. Psalm 73. There's a Psalm of Asaf. He says, is it, isn't it, for the first half, y'all gonna be like, what? <laughs> but let it quick go. He goes, truly God is good to Israel. Okay? To such are pure in heart. Right? And verse two says, but as for me, my feet almost had stumbled. My steps had nearly slipped. For I was envious of the boastful when I saw the prosperity of the wicked. For there are no pangs in their death, and their strength is firm. They are not in trouble like as other men, nor are they plagued like other men. Therefore, pride serves them as a necklace, and violence covers, their, covers them like a garment. Their eyes bulge with abundance. They have more than what their heart could wish. They scoff and speak wickedly concerning oppression. They speak loftily. They set their mouth against the heavens, and their tongue walks through the earth. Therefore, his people return here. The waters of a full cap are drained by them. And they say, how does God know? And is there knowledge in the Most High? Behold, these are the ungodly who are always at ease. They increase in riches. Surely I have cleansed my heart in vain mm. and washed my hands in innocence. 
for all day long I have been plagued and chastened every morning. If I had said, I will speak thus, behold, I would have been untrue to the generation of your children. When I thought how to understand this, it was too painful for me. Then there's a break. And 17 is when he starts cooking. Until I went into the sanctuary of God. Mm. Then I understood their end. Surely you set them on slippery places. You cast them down to destruction. Oh, how they are brought to desolation as in a moment. They are utterly consumed with terrors as a dream when one awakes. So, Lord, when you awake, you shall despise their image. Thus, my heart was grieved and I was vexed in my mind. I was so foolish and ignorant. Remember, look at those words. Foolish and ignorant. Mm. I was like a beast before you. Nevertheless, I am continually with you. You hold me by my right hand. You will guide me with your with your counsel, meaning the Holy Spirit, and afterwards receive me to glory. Whom I have I in the heaven but you? And there is none upon the earth that I desire besides you. Mm. My flesh and my heart fail. But God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. For indeed, those who are far from you will, will perish. Look at that. When you're out of the house, you're going to perish. Bro. You have destroyed all of those who desert you for harlotry. But it is good for me to draw near to God. I have put my trust in the Lord God that I may declare all your works. He starts off this psalm talking about, damn, yo, I feel like I've purified my heart for no reason mm. because the, the wicked are literally just flourishing. Right. But when you focus on that, yes, that's all you're going to see. But when you come into the sanctuary, meaning a holy place, the presence of God, intimacy with him, he will show you, yo, whatever they have is going to be erased. Finito. It's going to run out. But what I have, and you know what's the crazy thing? He's not even saying that, oh, in your house I have riches. No, he's saying, you're my portion. Right. And when if you're saying that an internal God that is the owner of everything, creator of everything, before everything, after everything, is my portion, right. it's a portion that never runs out. Like, can we just get so, like, baseline, simple? Everything will pass away. Literally everything will pass away. All that we see, all that we know will one day be gone. But God is eternal. Why would I not hide in him? Right. Like, yeah. everything else is going to be gone. What better investment? In time and relationship with the one who's here forever. Hmm. And he's going to be here after this is over. Right. And really, I he placed eternity in your heart. Hmm. So, you're going to be here too. Now, how, how that turns out for you, you know, 
That's a that's a whole other thing. Just receive Christ. Repent. Please. Don't go to hell. Please. Well, hell is, not hell. Even, hell is not even the bad part. It's what happens after hell. Yeah, it's the being an enemy of God. It's like, the Bible says that the smoke will rise to his nostrils every day. Bro. God said, you want to smoke? Yeah, I don't know if I want that. <laughs> you want to smoke with God? Bro. I don't need that. You want to smoke with God? There's people that do. Bugging. Yeah, You're bugging. You know, just letting you know you're going to get slapped. But... Pimp slapped. And stomped out. Backhand. 15 billion times. For the ever. You know how, you know how gangster <laughs> God got to be, bro? To not only just throw the devil to the lake of fire, but he's going to throw hell and death itself. No more dying. Yo, like death and hell is gonna get thrown into the into the lake of fire. Like that that's just that'd be blowing my brain. It's kinda crazy. Yeah, don't be the enemy. Yeah, God. yeah, yeah. If you're enemy of God, you're going with that. So forget hell. The the other option is you're with him. You're reigning with him. Yeah. Not even just with him, you reign with him. You get to experience the new earth, new heaven. It's basically back in the beginning. Yeah. Well, it's like a new beginning. The new beginning. There's not going to be a sun this time. The Bible says that his glory will radiate the entire world. Be no, there will be no night ever again. It's yeah. just going to be light. You'll just be with the light. Nice. Bro, what? That's nuts. Yeah. But it's the order. Can't get there without order. Yeah. And Christ is the one who sets the order. So now I get it. Like, you know, we're saying all these things and it's not really not about works, but there is a discipline to it though. Yes. Like we can't, we can't think that, um, yeah, God's just going to put it in my heart and it's going to happen. No, he's going to urge you and you need to discipline. Same thing with prayer. Right. I'm, God is just, doesn't just make me somebody who prays. I have to discipline my body. Yes. Paul says, I discipline my body like an athlete. Right. To do the things of God. He puts it in order. And also goes back to that health that you mentioned. Yes. You can't fully serve God to the fullest with your health being on the ground. And that goes to me too. Yeah. I got to lose weight. You got to lose weight. Yeah. It's not even lose weight just to be skinny. It's like, like we got to eat better. We got to exercise our it, body. Also, because it's for the longevity. It's gains for God. It's gains for God. Like, I got to protect my temple. And not only my temple. You know, the Bible says, for, for those who are married, the Bible says that if a man doesn't take care of his body, he's not taking care of his wife's body. Mm. Dang. Word. If you if you mistreat your body, you're mistreating Kim's body, and vice versa. If Kim, if Kim mistreats her body, she's mistreating yours. And if I mistreat mine, I'm mistreating Grace's. And essentially, it actually results in me mistreating Christ's body. Wow. Because we are also part of Christ's body. So if I am feeding myself the wrong thing, 
if I'm not working out, if I'm if I'm always sick, if I'm struggling with sicknesses, like okay, I get it. If you're dealing with a generational thing, a hereditary thing, which the blood can break. Yes. But like I'm talking about things that we can control, like eating fast food you three or four times that. a day. You can fix that. Three to four times a day. I used to do that. You're rich, bro. Where no, nah, well, it was <laughs> the dollar menu. You know. But like, you know, if you're if you're never working out, you're not and listen, I get it. There's some people who don't have the like they can't they can't be in the gym. I, mean, I get it. Just go walk. Yeah. You don't need to go to the gym. Like, bro, drink water. Drink a lot of water and walk. And and just, exercise at home. And exercise at home, do a little bit of push ups. Do body work, body um that's it. Calisthenics. Body weight. Yeah. That's it. Just eat healthy. But the thing is now, if I'm you know that even your sex drive dips when you're out of shape? Yeah. And the, it also based on what you eat. Really? Well, you eat, what you eat too. So if you eat a lot of fast food, your sex drive is trash. Mm. Wow. When you eat trash. When you eat trash, your sex is trash. Wow. That's a word for somebody. That's no, <laughs> there's, there's some of the there's some of the ladies listening that they only get one from their man. And that's it. Hey, yo. No, no, no. I'm done. I'm just being serious. Hey, it's the other way around, too. It's a, well, yeah. You be a, you know. It's all because the thing is, is that it's 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 not a natural thing. We're, we're humans, bro. We're supposed to be eating, like, proteins and certain levels of things and working out. Not, Especially men. Not the GMO chicken nuggets, man. Bro, don't. Come on, bro. Chicken nuggets is not even chicken. Right. The mystery meat. This is a mystery meat. And then, you know, I get it, y'all. Let me hold you. That right? crispy mystery meat. No, no, no. <laughs> Wendy's, though. Oh, my God. Wendy's is crack. Did you hear the passion? Yeah. Hey, listen, I'm a big boy, yo. I'm talking about all this. And the Bible says that the word is the double-edged sword. And I'm getting cut, too. Sliced. But I'm just letting y'all know that Wendy's is great. Wendy's is better than McDonald's. 1,000%. And we're going back to the the real thing. <laughs> we got we got to start losing weight. Yes, because now also for for some of y'all that are called to pastor, be missionary. Yo, missionaries. Yeah, you got to be in shape, bro. That's work. Because you imagine God called you to go to a third world country, but you so used to eating like fifty meat chickens a day, bro. You won't be able to survive. You're dying. You're gonna kill one of the kids. He's <laughs> gonna eat one of the kids in the in the village. I can't do this. <laughs> hey, yo, yo, man, I'm serious. Like, no, the thing is, like, and let's say in that case like that, you'll actually get sick. Yes, you will get sick. You get sick because your body isn't actually. And you isn't know that crazy? crazy? You your get body, you get, you'll get sick because your body isn't used to being healthy. Yes, but you get sick regardless right. because if you go to another country, for those guys who are like missionaries, you're gonna go to a third world country, right, bro? You're gonna be eating food that you're not used to, right? And it's fresh. They don't have half the chemicals that your McDonald's be having. A real banana? A real... <laughs> this is a real piece of meat? Wait, y'all just killed the cow? Yeah, I just killed it? Oh, wow. Oh, wow. oh you just you just harvested this, this rice? No way. No. You just made the spaghetti? Out of what? <laughs> Yo, for real. Like, come on, man. Like, you just made the salad? 
You plucked the leaves off that tree? Wow. Wow. This apple juice is made with real apples? <laughs> That's some artificial flavor. Yes, bro. Yeah. So it really goes back to that. Like, it really goes back to that stuff about like being whole. Mm. You know, whole foods. You know? Oh, my God. Good old- <laughs> <laughs> I knew it was coming. <laughs> Yeah, that's what it is, right? Like, we gotta be like, me and Omari. We're gonna start. We're gonna start working out like outside, because Omari likes. He doesn't like running on a treadmill. I don't. He'd rather run on like real, on, real ground on the street. The street in is the crazy. grass. So we're thinking about doing this on trail the by my house and running around the trail, and then doing playing some basketball and stuff, and you know, try different things. Like, listen, man, I hate the gym, but. You know, that, was, that was honest. It's discipline. You know, you need discipline. Now, uh, now that we got the health stuff out of the way, finances. Um, let's talk about relationships. Mm. Because remember, we had a relationships pod, mm-hmm. which was my favorite, one of my favorite ones. Yeah. Um, but you know, you can have a prodigal relationship. Mm. Talk about that. You can have a relationship that's in a state of uh, a prodigal state, meaning. What if my marriage is out of order? Mm. And especially, especially I'm in ministry, but we'll talk about ministry in a second. But give me some of that, like a marriage, a marriage in a prodigal state. Okay, I'll say simply, like a marriage in a prodigal state. Remember, being prodigal is out of order. So the correct order for this would be hey yo. I'm, moving, I'm moving his mic back because he's like slouching yeah I'm trying to like get comfortable yeah sit on this couch good but let me get this pillow oh my god oh yeah I got this guy all comfy yeah so I would say like alright let's think about this the correct order is really like if I'm supposed to love my wife as Christ loves the church mm-hmm. and I'm supposed to acknowledge God in all things that I do, the very first thing is the correct order is that God needs to be at the top. But, you know, in in a state where even all right, Paul talks about this. He said he feels bad for some he doesn't say that, but he's like basically for those who are married, they have a whole nother obstacle where we actually might even be distracted by each other away from the faith. We might be distracted by each other away from what actually is important because of our carnal desires. So me, my focus becoming more about actually pleasing my wife than it is about pleasing the Lord is is actually out of order. Yeah. Me focusing on pleasing myself more than I'm focusing on pleasing the Lord is out of order. So... A lot of times what happens is, right, people get married and what we were doing, especially this happens in Christianity, outside of Christianity, anything. People get married because there's benefits that come with it. I'm going to be able to have sex. I have a partner with me. We're going to be able to get to do cute things. I get tax breaks. Well, there's plenty of things that come with, oh, we can have a family, so-and-so. The idea of it is a beautiful thing. But that being the focus is actually 
something that will destroy your relationship. Right. Which is why most relationships and most marriages nowadays end in divorce. You remember marriage is an institution established by God. Yeah. Not by a government, not by men and women. It was God. So if he's the one who puts it together, but we don't acknowledge him at all, and it was holding it together. Oh. And you're not. You're trying to hold something together that God put together? Let me ask you this. Could you hold the earth together? You can't even hold yourself together. Could could you hold the, the, the earth? Right. Could you hold the building that you're you're sitting in together? Could you hold your phone? Together, all the individual pieces of it together. Literally, could you hold your body together? So, what makes you think that you can hold anything that God put together? Listen, y'all. Some of y'all can't even hold together things you put together. Word. (laughs) (laughs) Come on, yo. Like, come on. Let's be real. Like, that's facts. So, so let's leave the God stuff to God, right? So, how do we get our marriage back in order? Um, I was saying this because I one of one of my guys from our church. He was I was talking to him, and he was like, "Yo, bro, if you're having problems with intimacy with your wife, it's because you're not having any intimacy with Christ." Come on, he's like. Whatever your prayer life and the time you decide to set up with God is going to have a reflection on what's happening with you and your wife. If you don't know how to love him, if you don't know how to make and and spend time and be patient with him, how are you going to be patient with her? Right. How, like, there's a, there's an order to it. I'm actually going to learn how to love her the way that he loves her, loves us. Mm -hmm. But how am I going to do that without going to him? Yes. Because now, it also goes to where the Bible says, love your neighbor as you love yourself. Your right. wife is your closest neighbor. Right. So now, I can't even love myself truly because the love I'm supposed to have for myself is the love he has for me. So I'm going to be like, I, I am loved and I have value because he gives me value. Now, since he gave me value, I'm going to treat everybody else with the value that he gave them. Right. Which is the same one he gave me. Right. So now I can treat my wife with that same value. But now it goes back to the same thing about loving yourself. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna defile my body because I love myself. Right. Now if I defile my body, I'm defiling hers. Mm. Because I now we are one flesh. Yeah. I am defiling her body. Right. And in that I am dishonoring God. Because he already gave us, he gave us a mandate that a man needs to love his wife as Christ loves the church. Christ didn't defile his body. He broke his body. Right. He broke his body for his bride. He gave himself. He didn't defile himself. He gave himself. Right. So now, and a woman has to honor her husband. Mm-hmm. And respect him. And respect her husband. Vice versa, the way that the church respects and honors the Lord. So, it's an order. We can't. Um, there's a lot of marriages that are that are, you know. I'm and I get it. There are some marriages of couples that aren't in the faith, and and yeah, they've been married for a long time, 
when you really sit down and talk to them, is there just been a regular, regular life? And it's just been like, oh yeah, you know. The reality is, is also remember the earth is founded on the wisdom of God. Yeah. So there are principles in the earth yeah. that knowing Him or not, if you do these things, it's if and then. Yeah. This will follow. Yeah. Agree with yourself. That's but with that also being said. Those who are wicked are cursed. Yeah. And those who are godly are blessed. Mm-hmm. But just because you're cursed doesn't mean that you're going to get your, like, okay. You could be charged with something and not sentenced for a few years. Word. You could be in court and actually be in trial for 10 years before you actually get sentenced to your crime and actually have to begin to serve. So we're seeing people who are actually... They're fine. They're chilling, you know, like they're living a regular life and they're applying principles of God in certain areas, but they don't even know that they don't know Christ. They don't know Jesus. They haven't had that type of experience. So, but even from that, you can learn as well. I can say, well, they're actually doing this based off of what God said. And that's why it's working for them. And it's like as simple. I was going to say this to um. Another thing that shows, like, uh, your life is in a prodigal state or your relationship is in a prodigal state. It says that in the word. I can't I can't find the scripture. I was looking for it last night, but I did read this. And the, the, the importance of a man having a plan. Mm. Like, you need to have a plan for your household. Right. Because without it, it's it's almost like you're dishonoring. Your, your relationship like if there's not if, if everything in my life is out of order I'm not doing a good job in stewarding what what God gave me I'm not giving my wife anything to to look forward to either and we're going aimless like we like all right let's again especially for the man like your wife getting married to you, you are now one flesh. And in this, there's, there's um, levels of responsibility. Like you're the the head and she's your body. You, and, I mean, and obviously for all of us, our head is Christ. But if you don't have a plan for your family, you're not doing her any, any service. It's literally a head with no direction. You have no view. You have no vision of where you're going. It's like you just took the eyes out of your head. And she's attached to you. So now you're both walking aimlessly through this world. I'll say this too. It's like, again, I'm going to just keep repeating the same things that are good. It's like, if you're not looking at Christ, you're also walking blind. Because he's the one who gives vision. He's the word. The lamp to my feet is the word. Otherwise, you're just walking in a dark world. Completely blind. So, I'm not looking at him. Or, I'm looking at him and I have no plan. So, now, right. Watch this, right? So, Joseph. Mm-hmm. Jesus' is earthly father. Yeah. Well. Well. Stepdad. Like, stepdad. <laughs> right? So, he 
him and Mary were not even married yet. And Mary's pregnant with the with Jesus by the Holy Spirit. And the angel, the Bible says that the Bible says that um Joseph was righteous. He was righteous. A Jewish man being righteous means he has money and he has a plan. Hmm. He had a plan. If you don't have a plan, there's no problem with you getting interrupted. Right? But you know, his plan was okay, you know, I'm gonna get married to this girl and you know, we're gonna we're gonna get married and have a family and whatever, the regular Jewish thing. Right. But now here comes the Holy Spirit and here comes well, he sends he sends Gabriel and Gabriel's like, Yo, bro, wake up. Uh so yeah, God the Holy Spirit overshadowed Mary and planted the seed and Jesus is being created in the womb of Mary. He's like, What? Hold on. So yeah. So but don't but don't but don't call off the wedding. Still get married to her. She's just she's just being used as a vessel. Right. Bro. He was like, Oh well, okay. And he got married to her. And he still had his plan, but now his plan has to alter. Mm-hmm. Now, okay, cool, cool. Now my plans are altered. Now Angel A. Gabriel comes again and says, hey, man, wake up. And Joseph's like, what? What do you want? You already told me. And he's like, oh, so now, you know, King Herod wants to kill all the firstborns. Mm. So you need to flee to Egypt. When you already did diligent to have a plan. Mm-hmm. The Lord knows that, okay, I'm talking to someone who can make a plan. Right. So God is the ultimate plan maker. Right. Because he says, your plans are not like my plans. No. But that doesn't mean you, you're not supposed you to have, have a, plan. a plan. Right. You need to have a plan and, and still be like, all right, God, if you want to change it, go ahead. We'll be saying, God, change my plans. You, if you have, have no plan. <laughs> God, change my plan. He's looking at you like, what plan? You have no plan. Because the thing is, what plans mean is that you're preparing. Right. And God likes someone who prepares. What he doesn't like is when somebody rather do their plan. Than you know, because, in his plan. Because this is the thing. It's like, imagine Joseph never planning to get married. He's just going to have her around. Like, come on. I want you to, to think about this. Satan is the father of ignorance. He's the father of lies. Right? So, when you are simply as ignorant as to what you're going to do about your daily life, you are openly inviting Satan to Sa- keep deceiving you. Literally. Because He'll literally lie to you until you can't make a plan. You're ignorant about what you're going to do. You're ignorant about your day to day. What does ignorance mean? It's darkness. It, literally. It is dark darkness. Darkness. Like Creating the light, I mean, creating the plan mm. is allowing there something that you can have light shown on. You know what I mean? When I, if you have nothing. When you're drawing a blueprint, mm-hmm. you have to turn the light off. Yes. What will happen? But, nigga, if you just sit down and do nothing, what? all the lights are off. You're just in the dark. You don't know where the way. You don't if know where the way is. You know what's funny? When I had to sit down and write something in my notebook, guess what? I have to turn the light on. Yes. Because you're not even seeing what you're writing. Like. Yes. That's the reason why when I want to take a note on my phone. Right. 
my phone lights light up br- and the brightness goes up. Right. Because I need to see. Right. But we're trying to, we're, sometimes, and you know what's the crazy thing? We say, oh yeah, I got to make a plan. I got to make a plan. I got to make a plan. And I'm not making a plan according to his his guidance. I'm not making a plan according to him. His light's not even in the room. Right. So I, what am I, making a plan in the dark? For what? There's no, there's no point. You're just scribbling. Yeah, bro. You're writing letters over letters and like, you're like doodling and you know, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll do it tomorrow. I'll make my plan tomorrow. And Jesus says, tomorrow has his own worries. Mm. Worry about today. Make the plan right now. Right. Make your plan for today now. And I'll interrupt you, but just be okay with it. Because my plans are better, better than yours. Right. Because God makes plans. My plans are better than yours. He doesn't say, my plans are better than, well, the plans you don't have. What? That <laughs> makes no sense. That means you have plans, and I have plans. But he also says, watch this, right? I'll just read. He says, the heart of man plans his way, but the Lord establishes his steps. People might say, oh, yeah, no, no, your plans... Like God do no, He's saying, I have a plan of where I'm going to go based mm-hmm. on what God told me, mm-hmm. based on what His Word says. These are the, this is the plan of how I'm going to get to where I got to get to. And if I submit it to the Lord, God will even establish my steps on the plan that Look. I partnered with Him to make. Look at this. It says in Proverbs 21, the plans of the diligent lead surely to abundance, but everyone who is hasty comes only to poverty. You know why? Those are the niggas who try to make money fast. You're just going. You're just going. Day to day. You ever seen them day traders, bro? That have no plan? Bro, you're going to lose every time. Bro, you're going to lose every time. But the day traders that make mad money, they go in with a plan. That's it. Day traders with a plan, they make money. A CEO with no plan? Mm-hmm. A pastor with no plan, a husband with no plan, a father with no plan, bro. What the hell? Are you where are you going? Leading anything with no plan, because the plan is the way. It, right. Jesus was God's plan. Right. The plan is the way. Jesus in the life. He is the way. God's plan. God's plan. Golly. Yeah, that was that was God right there. Yeah. Man, it's real. Man, there's more to come. Way more. I'm um, excited. 2024 is going to be insane. Yeah, we're going to say I feel again. like the year we missed out on having in 2020 because yeah. of the pandemic, yeah. God's going to like repay it. Oh. I receive it. Yeah, remember 2020? I got dominion. I got dominion. I got dominion. I got dominion. Dominion season, yo. That's a word that God gave me. Mm-hmm. God gave Pastor Mike. I'm going to say this too, though. So there's some things that God has been talking to you about. And this is what Pastor Mike's been releasing. He said, God's going to do it before 2024. He's already prepping it. The plan is right now. Yeah. He's the doing it before 2024. The, the planning stage is right now. you just going to see it next year. Right. You're going to be like, oh, that was there? Hmm. You ever seen a building come out of nowhere? They've yeah. been building that. Right. Yo, come on, bro. You ever <laughs> seen like... I remember I was driving through I was I was driving through Patterson and I saw like an empty lot and I drove past there like two weeks later and it was a freaking building. I'm like, what? What the heck? 
Yeah, that, the foundation yeah. was set. And they just grinded. Yes, sir. We love y'all. We love y'all. Um, Grace and peace. We'll be back. We will. Shortly. Um, next week, we're going to record a lot more. Getting ready for January. Yeah. We get ready for get ready for a little bit. Getting ready for Dominion. Yeah. Video coming soon. Oh, yeah. Video coming soon. Yes, sir. If you want to sew into our ministry. Yo. You have no link. Um... Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. I don't got a link yet. No, no, no. You see, I to, we do have a cash app. I have to trigger him. Because I have a cash app. I have a cash app, too. But which one were you doing, yours? We're going to do mine. And if you really do feel like to give, because we oh, need yeah. to buy a camera. We do need to buy a camera. This is a, okay, maybe we should use yours. I'm going to say it. It's <laughs> cool. Because this is my cash app, man. It's dollar sign Prince Kunta. Why? So I really used to like Kendrick Lamar, and he had this one song called King Kunta, and I just bumped it all the time. So around that time, I made my cash app. So it's Prince. Yeah, mine is El Pianazo. All right. So we don't want to do that. We dollar sign Prince, P R I N C E, Kunta, K U N T A. Just send it and say this is for the camera. Or whatever, or, or like we love like, you. We love you, and um, I'll I'll be very happy. I'll be happy too. So, um, yeah, y'all, love y'all. Yeah, see you. See you next week. Peace.